The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Road, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to NXT Fixins and G1 Prediction. The blocks for the G1 Climax Tournament officially got announced yesterday. A block, B block, and it is an absolute all-star lineup, let me tell you. Everybody's making their predictions. Don't worry, I'll make my predictions as to what's, what might happen, who might win which block, who might win the whole thing, all that good stuff. The crazy part is who is actually taking part in this thing, man? There is no shortage of ta- There is no name on this list that I think you can fully count out. Not 100%. I mean, there are some guys, yeah, it's a higher percentage than usual. Like, yeah, they're probably not going to win the whole thing, but... I don't know, especially in the same week that rumors were posted all over Twitter that Gato was out as New Japan's lead booker. Let me be the one to tell you, none of those rumors are true at all. He is definitely still New Japan's lead booker. Let me just settle that right off the bat. This week was a pretty good week at NXT, whether it was in the UK or whether it was in Winter Park, Florida, although this Most recent NXT was taped in Bel Air, Maryland, not too far from my neck of the woods. And 205 Live has continued to show that it's one of the best wrestling TV shows in the world today. It's it's one of the best. Wrestling-wise, the storylines are not oversaturated. And I believe that is the key to success. Don't oversaturate your storylines to just an obscene point. Don't don't do that. Because, of course, on Sunday, we have WWE Stomping Grounds, which is their pay-per-view, which not too many people are that thrilled about. They're even having trouble selling tickets because it's effectively the same match card. I mean, they're rematches from the Super Showdown in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. And then matches that you, you know, they don't really get you to the edge of your seat in that many cases. Now, there are also rumors everywhere that they're going to pull some major shakeups before, during the go-home shows this week, and at Stomping Grounds itself. They're also apparently offering special ticket packages for Stomping Grounds to try to boost their ticket sales a little bit. I'm just saying, if both of your major championship matches are exact rematches, of the Super Showdown. I mean, look, Corbin and Rollins is an exact rematch. It's the exact same match. Now, 
Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. That's not an exact match. They're in a steel cage this time, but it's the same two guys. No, I don't fault that. I don't think those two are going to do a bad job. I don't think Rollins and Corbin are going to do a bad They did a good job in Jeddah. I think they're going to do a good job here. But I do understand the lack of excitement when it comes to this upcoming show because your two big matches are the same. Becky Lynch is supposed to face Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title again. Bailey is supposed is supposed to face Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Live Women's title. Now, this is the first pay-per-view in forever where we can say that Charlotte is not in a women's championship match. Now, me as a fan, I am not happy about that. But I don't mind the Alexa Bliss-Bailey matchup. I don't. Now, a lot of people think that's ridiculous. It should have been somebody else. But allow me to reiterate what I said last week, maybe the week before. If you think the writing's the problem, and trust me, you're justified if you do. Trust me. There are a lot of moments in WWE. Trust me. But if your argument, if the basis of your argument is they're not using this person or that person or this person or that person, then are you really complaining about the writing or are you just mad that the wrestlers you don't like are not getting screen time? Because that's what it is. Look, there are a lot of people I wish got more screen time too, but they're not getting it, so I'm taking what I'm given. And then, of course, there are all the crazy rumors that Shane McMahon is going to be the next WWE champion, and everybody hates that concept, hates it. About 25% of tweets during Raw and SmackDown are, why is Shane on my TV so much? Well, first of all, He is the on-screen McMahon right now. It used to be they were all on screen. Now it's kind of just one at a time. And Shane is the one that has taken that role. Steph isn't doing it. Vince isn't doing it. So Shane is the one. And a heel McMahon, in my opinion, is always a good idea. People are upset that Drew McIntyre is effectively a henchman for Shane McMahon. I don't think that's going to last. Brock Lesnar is still Mr. Money in the Bank. Interesting. Because he tried to cash in in Saudi Arabia. He was unsuccessful. He has not attempted to cash in since. Maybe stomping grounds. Maybe tonight. We're not sure. There are rumors all over the place tonight about a lot of things. There are rumors Bray Wyatt might actually show up at the arena in person. Now, I'm not against him finally showing up. But this, the draw out that they've been performing with the Firefly Funhouse has been so fantastic. I just don't want it to end. And I feel like bringing him out at the go-home before stomping grounds is not the right time to do it. I mean, you can ride this thing till SummerSlam if you want to. Also, Alistair Black has been cutting promos just about every week saying he wants someone to pick a fight with him. He's not going to pick a fight with somebody. He's waiting for someone to pick a fight with him. And he keeps saying the door is wide open. Come on in. And Bray Wyatt has been saying all you have to do is let me in. So is the debut feud for Bray's new character against Aleister Black? I have absolutely no issues with that whatsoever. That would be a great way to kick this off for him and a great way to kick off Alistair's singles career on the main roster. Because Alistair's not new to the main roster. He's been partnering up with Ricochet. They almost won a tag team title. Good for them. 
Speaking of the tag team titles on Raw, they currently belong to The Revival, who took them off of Hawkins and Ryder in a three-way tag team match last Raw between themselves, obviously, Hawkins and Ryder, and The Usos. Now, I think the move right now is WWE knows who needs to be their Raw tag team champions. They know The Usos have to get the belts. They're one of the best tag teams in the world right now. They know they have to do that. The problem is, if you put the belts on them that quickly, once they jumped brands, then nobody's going to be able to beat them. Now, granted, if the Revival are booked correctly, all right. But Hawkins and Ryder? No. I don't know what happened to the Authors of Pain. Heavy Machinery on SmackDown. By the way... Big ups to Heavy Machinery for challenging Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Anything with Otis is a good idea to me. Oh, yeah! So, I'll get back to the main roster, because I am going to talk about what we might see on Raw tonight. There are rumors everywhere. Plus, there's a match that I think we all need to tune into. Don't worry, I'll I'll get into that. But I do want to go with the title of my show and talk about both NXTs. I'm going to start across the pond here in NXT UK, Going to kind of break down the last episode and what's going on right now. First of all, Jazzy Gabbert has made herself apparent. They teamed her up with Ginny. She's kind of a henchman for Ginny. Now remember, Ginny is London's fashionista. She is a very classic, annoying, I am better than you heel. And now Jazzy is the muscle for her. Not a bad pick for muscle. Six foot four, giant German chick. Not a bad pick. Jazzy was very impressive, totally dominated Zaya Brookside. I, I just and and their partner, Isla Dawn. Now that's an interesting spot, I think, because Ginny already got her title shot. I'm just letting you know. And she lost against Tony Storm. Now Tony Storm is looking for a new competitor. Next week on NXT UK, they're going to hold a giant women's battle royal to determine who is the number one contender for Tony's title. Although Kaylee Ray has been coming after Tony Storm directly. Tony Storm talked about it on the last show, and she cut what was, in my opinion, a lackluster promo. Look, I like Tony. Okay. She has a look. She's great in the ring. She's a good person to have the belt on for a certain amount of time. But her, her promo was just, all right. I mean, she kind of covered all the bases, and that's all you But she is now referring to her belt as the shiny, shiny. Now, I don't got a problem with that. I mean, you can call the thing whatever you want. It's just when all you really do is say everyone's gunning for me because I'm the champ, it's like, well, yeah, but what are you bringing to the table? I, I'm just, it, I didn't blow me away. Call me a nitpicker. That's fine. Then... The crazed Russian who has made his debut in NXT UK last month, he had another match against Joseph Connors in a classic clash between two crazy guys. And he got the win. Because, by the way, if you haven't seen Ilya Druganov, I've seen him wrestle all, you know, in progress and a couple Russian promotions. Basically, there are more and more crazy-esque type characters in WWE these days. And Ilya is a very upfront, outwardly crazy Russian dude. He, when he gets hit, he makes it look like he enjoys the pain, you know, things like that. Now, Joseph Connors has been the residential crazy guy, except for maybe Eddie Dennis, in the singles racket 
in NXT UK for quite some time. But Connors has never really been able to get all the way over. Drugganoff is not going to take much for him to get over. And Drugganoff has won his first two matches. He looks pretty good. He's got the music. He fits. He's going to do fine. And it seems like they're not pushing him too fast. Okay. Okay. Now, Imperium, who is currently more or less running NXT UK, which was formerly the three-man faction of Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and the UK champion Walter, or Walter, however you want to say it, they have themselves a fourth member. And that is Alexander Wolf, former member of Sanity. It's a shame that group completely disappeared once they went to the main roster, isn't it? Anyway, Alexander Wolf is now part of Imperium, which is now four men strong, featuring two Germans, an Austrian, and an Italian. Now, this happens during a six-man tag match between Imperium and British Strong Style, which is composed of Mustache Mountain, which is Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, versus, uh, I'm sorry, and Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight, the former NXT UK champion. Also, I saw somebody on Twitter say they started the debate of who is the greatest NXT UK champion ever. I mean, that's fine, but there's only been three of them. It was Tyler Bate for about a month, then Pete Dunne up until last month, and now Walter. That's it. That's all, that's all there's been. So if you don't say Pete Dunne, I don't know what argument you got. Anyway, NXT UK is in a very good spot. The women's division is, is humming right along, I think. I think the tag team division, it, it fits that it's not a fixture every week. Because recently, the champions have just kind of been coming out, cutting promos, saying how they shouldn't have to defend their titles against anybody in very heel fashion. Also, they're the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions. They've only had to defend them a couple times. And that's unfortunately due to injuries. Some of the tag teams aren't good to go. And I don't think they want to give them Mustache Mountain right away because that would be a very easy idea. And it would be tough to have Mustache Mountain lose that match. Because they're so over. That's just my opinion. But just like pretty much everything except the WWE main roster in pro wrestling today, NXT is in perfectly capable hands. They're fine. No, no, no worries. So I, I have to say that next week I'm looking forward to things on NXT UK. Giant Women's Battle Royal. Now, we're leading up to NXT Cardiff takeover cardiff in wales which is at the end of august august 31st now i don't believe that's where travis banks is going to challenge walter for his title because travis banks is the number one contender after he won the fatal four-way last week to become number one contender i think he's he'll probably face him on a regular episode of nxt uk tv in a couple weeks or so i i i can't imagine they're gonna wait until august 31st to have that match but the Imperium storyline is the big deal. So uh, here's my question to myself and everybody else if you want to answer it. Since Imperium is now four strong, should British Strong Style get a fourth guy? Maybe the Kiwi saw Travis Banks because he happens to be the number one contender. Or should we stick with the four-man Imperium and just have them continue to dominate? Because I'm waiting for Imperium versus Gallus. That's what I'm waiting for. 
that's going to be a slugfest. And I'm sure it'll happen at some point. I'm sure it will. But no, NXT UK is one of the better products out there right now. Look, it was a couple months ago, but somebody asked Pete Dunn, hey, if you could move brands, would you? He said, no, I'd stay right here in NXT UK. See, that's that's what I think is so cool about some of these brands is the guys in NXT UK, they want to stay there. They want to make it their identity. They want to make that brand the best. Guys in 205 Live now have that same mentality. They want to make 205 Live the best brand in WWE. Guys in NX, Guys and girls in NXT feel the same way. I don't know if that attitude is there on the main roster. I don't, because it's kind of, you're already the best. So do you really need to keep being the best? The correct answer to that is yes. Yes, you do. A lot of the hardcore air quotes wrestling fan base would rather watch pretty much anything else other than the main roster, especially main, uh, especially Monday night raw SmackDown is kind of falling off a little bit too. But Raw is the main issue. But don't lose SmackDown, too. And look, we know that the Fox deal kicks in in October. We know the brand split's going to be dead. We know things are going to change. We understand that. But the proper fix to that in the meantime is, I mean, if this is a preview of what's to come, where you're only going to use this small portion of your roster, look, I myself don't have a problem with it, personally. But a lot of other fans do. A lot of other fans are tired of seeing the same people over and over and over. I don't. I think if you keep your storylines mixed up enough, you can find a way to make it work. Because I understand if it's a surprise to see people you don't normally see. But don't make it such a surprise that you forget about them entirely. Don't do that. So for those of you who have read what might happen this week on NXT, apparently it's supposed to be insane. I don't know. I am an, I'm not a spoiler guy. Never have been. But from what I've heard, it's supposed to be a crazy NXT this upcoming Wednesday. This Raw has some potential tonight, as a matter of fact. All right. Now, you guys can give me a call starting the next segment which is, uh, I got a phone number for you, 410-481-1300. That's 410-481-1300. Call in about anything. Call in about stomping grounds. Call in about NXT. Call in about, give me your G1 Climax pick. Who's going to be in the finals? Who's going to win block A? Who's going to win block B? Who's going to win the whole shebang? Because I'm going to list off who's in what block starting next segment. But first, I got to let you know about Pro-Am Belts. We got a promo code for you. TBT15 off. They do great work. They'll give it, and they'll get it to you a lot quicker than you think. They did an awesome belt for us at Turnbuckle Topics. So check them out. ProAmBelts.com. Follow them on Twitter. And use our promo code TBT15 off to get 15% off your own custom belt. When I come back, I'm going to talk about the G1 Climax. And the phone lines will be open. Give me a shout. 410 410- 481 1300.
On Route 1 between Taylor Avenue and Overly Avenue East, that's just inside of the Beltway, both the northbound and southbound side are closed because of a utility issue. Another utility issue, this one broken water main on York Road above Baltimore near Ashland Road, again shutting down both the north and the southbound side. The inner loop is stop and go at North Charles Street below Baltimore, major delays at Arbutus, jam going up 29 just above Columbia and on either side of 295 at 32. With your traffic, I'm Nathan Scott on CBS Sports Radio 1300. In Birdland, summer looks a lot like strolling under the lights on Utah Street, diving into a juicy Boog's barbecue sandwich, snagging exclusive giveaways, and tagging your friends to get theirs too. Saving big with kids cheer free, or sipping on an ice cold brew on the Budweiser roof deck while jamming out to the all new Birdland Summer Music Series. Whatever gets you going this summer, Oriole Park has you covered. And all you need is your ticket. Be part of it all. Orioles.com. If your pension plan is being changed or closed out, or if you're being offered a lump sum buyout, don't make a decision till you know your options. Did you know you could possibly do a rollover to your new employer's plan or to your own IRA? And in some cases, get more while creating a guaranteed lifetime income? Mike Kinnett, Ryan Herbert, and the team at ProStatus Financial can help find the best option for you and provide a solution to these issues that might be keeping you up at night. Right now, they're offering fan listeners a complimentary consultation to find out. Call 866-597-1040. Know your pension options. Call ProStatus Financial now at 866-597-1040 and ProStatusFinancial.com. Listen to Mike's Savvy Investor Radio Show Saturday morning at 7 and Sunday at 11 here on 105.7 The Fan. Advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. Securities offered through TCM Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through licensed professionals at ProStatus Group, LLC. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. An effective defense often hinges on sophisticated strategies, strategies relating to income tax projections, business valuations, spousal support claims. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters. And that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. The attorneys at Cordell & Cordell work to help men protect their financial interests, particularly in the face of complex asset division. Contact the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Baltimore-area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 443-637-4000. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Offices in Baltimore, Annapolis, Aberdeen, Columbia, and Frederick. Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome back. Remember, man, you can call me now. 410-481-1300. Give me a G1 pick. Who's going to win the G1 Climax this year? Who's going to be in the final? Who's going to win which block? Who is your dark horse pick to win the whole thing? And to give you a hand with that, I'm going to run you down the blocks here. So by the way, a little explanation of how the G1 Climax tournament works for those who may not be fully familiar. Every year, New Japan does what they call the G1 Climax tournament. It's this gigantic round-robin style tournament that literally takes three months to do. This thing is insane. 
And here's how it works. They have A block and B block, two different blocks of competitors. There are 10 guys in each block. Everybody wrestles everybody once. At the end of everything, whoever wins each block faces each other. And the winner between in that match gets the main event at Wrestle Kingdom in January and a shot at the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So that's how that works. So here is who is in it. We're starting with A block. First, we have Kazichka Okada, who has won the G1 once, maybe twice before. Off the top of my head, I am sorry to say I don't know. Then, Zack Sabre Jr., who is not my pick to win, but hey, not a bad pick. Then, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who won it last year and then went on to win the championship at Wrestle Kingdom. Kota Ibushi, one of the, I was going to say young stars, and I don't want to make it sound like he's old, but... He's not as young as you think he is. But the guy's, you know, he's always in the mix. Then there is Evil, who is my current personal favorite in New Japan. And L.I.J. has been pulling some interesting tricks recently. Then we have Sonata, another member of L.I.J. Bad Luck Fale, representing the Bullet Club. Lance Archer is in there. Will Ospreay. And then rounding out A block is Kenta, who you WWE fans may know as Hideo Itami. And before I get to B block, a man who basically has his own segment. Wes, what's happening, man? Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm about to give you your own segment. You call, I, you, you, you're the, the, you're my regular caller right now. So what's on your mind this week? You know what? I feel like there are a couple people who, with this whole brand split slash everybody showing up everywhere who are getting lost in the shuffle. One of them is uh, Buddy Murphy. I don't know where this guy is. Yeah, I hear that. Like, I saw him on the brand split. You know, hey, he's coming, and I don't know. He could be walking down the street. I don't know where this guy is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other one is Mike Kanellis. Like, I've been a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's getting highlighted on 205, but that's 205. You know, not to throw any shade their way, but he needs to be in, like, the you U.S. you know U.S. title pitcher or IC title pitcher on SmackDown or Raw. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with you about Mike Kanellis. The thing is, I just think in a personal, in a personal, uh, I guess, headspace for himself and his wife, I think they really like being on 205 Live. They they preach about it regularly. I mean, he tweets about it all the time. <laughs> Him and his wife just re-upped for five more years, which tells me they're okay, at least they're at least okay with where they're I'm, at right now. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I like to see him in a better spot. It's just 205 is the views on the network have gone up, and they do realize that people are people are starting to tune into it because it's good wrestling on the show. He just needs to be in like the mainstream. Him and Buddy, like I think SmackDown has went down. Kind of since AJ has left, you yeah. know he's hurt or whatever right now, so he's not on Raw. But I feel like you know with Shane there and with Roman, like Roman to me hasn't brought enough to the table. And I know it's early, mm-hmm. but he hasn't brought enough to the table yet. Yeah, I, the thing about Roman is he's he he's always going to be popular with your quote unquote regular fans to some to some degree, right? And. I, I don't mind him as a top guy. I think he's proven he can be – if you want to put the big title on him, you can and it'll work. It's just right now, yeah, I, I think AJ Styles not being there. I think that, that that's, affecting, that's affecting one thing. But uh, as far as Buddy Murphy goes, I, I just think 
the cautious attitude there is a guy with that diverse of a move set who has proven himself a million times crazy. over. He's crazy. Is, like he's so good. I think the hesitance there is if you start putting him in eight minute matches against guys that are mid carters, it's I think they it's either he's not gonna be able to shine through in mm. some weird way mm. or it's I don't, or or there is a bigger plan for him. I don't know. I mean, I know he likes to call himself the best kept secret. I don't think he wanted them to take him this literally. And that's crazy because I'm thinking like Buddy and Finn or like Buddy and Nakamura will be good matches. Oh, maybe yeah. SummerSlam, maybe, you know, later on down pay-per-views, but they will be good matches to see. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It's just... uh it, it, it was nice last week to see them give a nice shot in the arm to the mid-card. Granted, the way they did it was just kind of throwing everybody in there at the same time. Right. But still, uh, it was nice to see him do it. Uh, I, I think that's that's uh, one, one reason to tune into Raw is that, uh, that fatal five-way to determine who's going up against Samoa Joe at stomping grounds. Right. So. I think that's probably one of the best stories going on right now. Mm. But let me, let me hit two more points. Like the uh, tag team with um, Ryder and Hawkins, yeah, they were good, mm-hmm. but I think they said to them, hey, we're going to give you like a little run, maybe like a month, a little mm-hmm. bit over a month, just for people to kind of remember who you are, and then you're going to just, you know, be like jobbers again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I like, that's, that's crazy. True. So I had a thought, and I want to run this past you. All right. Alistair in the room, talking about competition. Bray standing behind him, and Alistair doesn't know with the mask on. Boy, I man, I have man. I mentioned it earlier. They could drag this thing out until SummerSlam, as far as I'm concerned. It's working really well for both of them, and neither of them have stepped in a ring. So, well, well, Alistair hasn't for a long time, but still, it's yeah. They could drag this thing out as long as they want. But I feel like whoever they have to, whoever they fight individually, they have to win. Because the buildup is so strong. Yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, in, in in my podcast network they've talked about how Bray should win his first fifteen in a row. Yes, and I wouldn't mind seeing the same thing for Alistair Black. Just yes, you know, I, I understand if you want him to make a big impact, you throw him in against somebody who's really, really good, and even if they go over on them, it's it's helpful. But mm. that that one win, as much weight as that can carry. You have to keep doing things to to refresh it, and I think you see that now. Where hey, they debuted in a huge way. You remember, and then they wrestle right, a bunch right, of people right. that you don't know, <laughs> and then you're kind of well. All right, so I, I agree. I definitely agree. Like yeah. I think you need to put a copy. I mean, a picture of uh, you said you got a belt right for the show. Yes. Put that online. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Well, if if you check out our our, if you check out our Twitter page for Turnbuckle Topics, it is up. Turnbuckle Topics. Yes. And I think the uh, Yolo Tag Team Championship should be online too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Currently held by Heavy Machinery. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Wes. Thanks for thanks for calling in, man. Wes is always Wes is always fun to talk to, but. Yes, the uh, Heavy Machinery posed with their Yolo County Tag Team Championships on uh, on Twitter, uh, made out of the finest cardboard money can buy. So, yeah, that's they beat the Yolo County Champions. I, you know, good for them. I, what can I say? All I know is there is a legitimate feud that's either just started or about to start for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles, and I'm happy about that. On Raw. There is no such feud. They just kind of play hot potato with the titles and see what happens.
All right. To jump back to the G1 Climax, I listed out A Block for you. Real quick. Let me, let me run it one more time real quick. The fast version. Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fale, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta, formerly Hideo Itami of NXT. However, he was Kenta before that in New Japan. Now he's back in New Japan as Kenta again. Now we move on to B Block in the G1 Climax. We have Tetsuya Naito, leader of LIJ, Tomohiro Ishii, Juice Robinson, Toru Yano, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Ring of Honor's strong man, Shingo Tagagi, Taichi, and John Moxley, the IWGP US champion. By the way, Naito is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Will Ospreay is the Junior Heavyweight Champion. So we got gold in this thing already. Now let's break this down just a tad. You're going to get some ridiculous matchups. I mean, this is one of the most powerhouse lineups I've seen for a G1 in a long time. And to be honest, there's really only one guy in this entire Okay, I'm sorry. There's one guy in each block that you can look at and you can go, yeah, this guy will probably be at the bottom of it. I think it's probably going to be Lance Archer in A block. And in B block, it's probably going to be Tai Chi. Even though he's he was the never open weight champion recently, I'm sorry. I don't see anybody else being at the bottom of this of this block, man. I don't. Because B block is so ridiculously stacked, especially based on what they've been doing recently. I, I'm not sure. And maybe Toruyano. Maybe he'll be at the bottom. He'll probably volunteer for that. He is the only comedy guy in the whole racket here. So maybe that'll be it. But here are my picks. All right. For A block, I think you're going to see Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is so just white hot right now. He can't miss everybody. Some people think he's the best in the world right now. I, I really, it's hard for me to deny that. I think they give it to Ospreay. And on the other side, I would say Shingo Tagagi, but they just had that match at the end of the Best of the Super Juniors, and they're not going to push Jay White, not right now. I don't see Jeff Cobb because he's a Ring of Honor guy. I'd love to say John Moxley, but I don't see I don't see John Moxley. Uh, I don't, especially I don't see an All Gaijin final in this thing, so it's probably going to end up being Naito. So I say Osprey versus Naito. Two championships, or I'm sorry, two champions, the junior heavyweight champion and the intercontinental champion head-to-head. So those are my picks right there. Osprey wins A block, Naito wins B block. That's my pick. Now, that is my logical pick. That's not who I want. Let me tell you who I want. I can feel Mike from Champions Advantage rolling his eyes at me already before I say this. I want Evil to win A Block. And B Block, I'd honestly like to see Shingo Tagagi win it. That would that's my dream final. Evil versus Shingo. There that ain't gonna happen, but that's my dream final. Is I just I don't see them giving it to Okada again. I don't. I don't see them giving it to Tanahashi again, although he'll probably be strong. Ibushi, I could see. Sonata, I could see. Yeah, as far as guys who I think could win each block, I think Okada could win it, but I don't see it this year. Tanahashi could win it, but I don't see it this year. 
Ibushi is likely, Sonata is likely, and Osprey is likely. Then in B block, I could see Naito winning it. I could see Ishii winning B block. I could see John Moxley, maybe not this year, but I could see it. Shingo, not this year, but I could see it. And the reason why I'm saying not this year, but I could see it is because they're a good enough talent where if you decided to have them win their block, it's not a bad decision. I just think because of what's been happening recently with booking, it wouldn't make sense to put them in that spot. And I know I'm going crazy over this and it doesn't start until July 6th, but that's okay. But you know what happens before July 6th? The Turnbuckle Topics Super Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. The Super Show. It'll be available on June 24th, where all of us, every single member of the Turnbuckle Topics family, I am talking Ron Musto Jr., I am talking Linz, I am talking that beautiful bearded thing, Chris Pinero, I am talking the man who loves Yoshihashi, Tony, I am talking the man who doesn't know why I like evil so much, Mike, and I am talking myself. Both members of Champions Advantage, both members of The Rundown, the host of Bearded Impact, and moi. All at the same time, it'll be available the 24th. We are doing our half of the year show special. The best of, the worst of, you name it. That's going to be very interesting and more than likely somewhat hectic. It'll also be a change up for me. Like if you guys, you regularly listen to me because you get to hear me use words I can't use on this network. <laughs> I can't. I just, you know, like when I had the heel pops and chair shots guys on, they were like, man, this is hard. I can't. Because so many podcasts I've been on and people I've had on here, they're like, man, this, I'm not used to this. So I've been, I've actually been training myself about, about that. Like, remember, you are not as restricted on these other shows. I have to remind myself of that. But yeah, a quick and final thought on what's going on with New Japan. I checked it out recently. I watched it recently. And I was uh, a little birdie told me that LIJ looked to be scheming. And I've noticed it's they're doing some weird things. LIJ seems to be doing a little heelish, it's little interesting tactics. Trying to get a leg up for the G1. But this, man, this is one of the most stacked G1 climaxes I've seen. And this is what's so cool about New Japan. The whole G1 is going to go off, and then there's an entire rest of their roster that could put... Like, if, if they had two separate shows every week, and one of them was all G1, and the other one was everyone else on the roster, the show that's all of the guys who aren't in the G1 would be just as good as the show from the G1. I'd, I'd like to point that out. That's how that's how well New Japan does business these days, especially right now. And Jeff Cobb, I think it's a great thing that he's in this. The exposure for Ring of Honor, I think, is huge right now. Because Ring of Honor, their next pay-per-view, Best in the World, on the 28th of June, is where? In my hometown, Baltimore, Maryland, at, UBMC, at UMBC Event Center. Should be a good one, man. I'll pull you up a card in a little bit. All right, well, unfortunately, I got to shut my phone lines down on you guys. Thanks, Wes, for calling in. I'm thinking about what to call Wes's segment. This is when we're about to give him one. That's okay. When I come back, I'm going to talk about NXT in Winter Park 
205 Live. I'm going to run down stomping grounds. And remember, check out Pro-Am Belts and use our promo code TBT15OFF for 15% off your own custom belt. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Look alive, Baltimore. She reminds you to keep your eyes on the road, not on your phone, and to always use crosswalks. Who is she? She's Signal Woman. Visit 1057thefan.com to meet her. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. DAV helps veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. So veterans can reach victories, great and small. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. My victory is just enjoying each day. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Look alive, Baltimore. She reminds you to keep your eyes on the road, not on your phone, and to always use crosswalks. Who is she? She's Signal Woman. Visit 1057thefan.com to meet her. First responders are invited to join 1057 The Fan's Big Bad Morning Show Friday in our up-close studio for First Responder Fridays. Details at 1057thefan.com. This is Top of the Road. Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome back to Top of the Rope. This show is called NXT Fixins and G1 Predictions. I gave you my prediction for G1. Who do I think is going to finish off? I think it's going to be Naito versus Osprey. And guess who wins? Osprey. Dude, just keep him going. He can't miss right now. Why would you change the path? He can't miss. He's making you a ton of money. Everybody's watching for him. Nobody wrestles like this guy does, and I know we've said that about a lot of wrestlers in the past. But no, this guy, it's, it's legit. Nobody wrestles like this guy does. Now, to jump back to NXT, or as I like to refer to it, NXT Winter Park. And the reason I call, that, call it that is, there used to just be NXT, and now there's NXT UK. So I don't want to confuse you guys, so I say Winter Park, which is the original NXT. On the last episode, we saw Candice LeRae and Io Shirai team up against Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, who have their own entrance music, as they were accompanied by Shayna Baszler, Queen of Spades, the one who should be NXT Women's Champion until we're all dead. Can you tell I'm a fan? Anyway, it ended in a DQ and an all-out brawl, because Io Shirai is going to get another shot at Shayna's title. This time, I believe it is inside of a steel cage a couple weeks from now on NXT TV. Then, Kushida faced Drew Gulak in an incredible submission match. I mean, I feel like they start these matches, and their goal is to go as long as they possibly can without throwing a punch. And it's, it's very, it's a cool idea. And these two did awesome, and Kushida got the win with his double wrist lock, a.k.a. the hoverboard lock. Because remember, he is the time splitter. Rocking the orange Marty McFly vest and everything. 
Drew Gulak showed his respect, shook hands with Kushida, because I don't know if Drew is going to come back to NXT or if he is focused on 205 Live. And I'm going to get to 205 Live in a second where I have more on Drew Gulak. And then during the main event of last week's NXT, which was Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan teaming up against the Undisputed Era in this particular match, represented by Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Jackson Riker, the enforcer, the big man, the, the, the meathead, for lack of a better term, from the Forgotten Sons, just randomly walked down to the ring, started beating guys up a little bit, and that, that was it. He took focus away from the Undisputed Era, and Danny Burch got Roderick Strong with the most devastating move in wrestling history, the roll-up, and he beat him one, two, three. Shocking surprise. So it looks like the Forgotten Sons are starting a little bit of a program with the Undisputed Era. Now, I think the spread-thin philosophy of the Undisputed Era is going to start to shine through in NXT because the Forgotten Sons are going to kind of deal with everybody else, and Adam Cole, baby, is the NXT champion. So I think you might kind of see, like, man, he doesn't really have time for era affairs because he's the champ. Velveteen Dream is still the North American champion. I don't know who he's going to feud with next, but we're very curious. The NXT Tag Team Champs, the Street Profits, I mean, they basically got a week off. I mean, that hey, if anybody deserves it, it's them. Those two, you all saw the ladder match at TakeOver 25. I'm amazed somebody didn't die in that thing. It was ridiculous. Or as Drew McIntyre would say, ridiculous. Now, when it comes to the current state of NXT, again, it's, in, it's fine. It is in perfectly capable hands. Now, here's what I think we might see. I've sort of hinted at this before, but I want to bring it up again real quick. When the brand split's dead, because it looks like it's going to be dead when the Fox deal kicks in in October, and it's going to leave WWE with no choice but to shorten their main roster. It's going to leave them with no choice but to do that. What I want to see, instead of just putting more and more superstars in catering, send some people back to NXT or send people to NXT that haven't been there. Send some people to 205 Live. Send some people to NXT UK, even if they're not European. Why not? There have been rumors for a year or so about WWE starting an NXT Japan. That would be interesting. A new Japan would jump out of its skin if that happened. Now, I really don't see it happening anymore. I think the rumors are just a rumor. But you have all these brands. Why don't you send people? If they're already under contract and you're paying them, you might as well send them to them. Don't just keep them sitting there doing nothing. If you're paying them money, you might as well. NXT UK needs tag teams desperately. Send a few of them out there. 205 Live could always use another guy. NXT needs women right now. Send them out there. Go for it. Send Alicia Fox to NXT. Do things like that. Send Dana Brooke back to NXT. Why not? Technically, it's an upgrade from the main roster, if you really think about it. Why not? Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I doubt that that will be the outcome. But this is just kind of me expressing my opinion. If I were in charge of this and I said, hey, I don't have a reason to keep this many people on my main roster anymore because the brand split's dead. I'm going to send some of my, especially my younger talent, down to NXT and 205 Live, NXT UK, things of that nature. 
Speaking of 205 Live, because it is a heck of a show. If you haven't been watching it, start watching it. Some of the best wrestling I've seen. There's some hidden talents there, man. Watch Umberto Carrillo wrestle, okay? That dude is the real deal. Lucha House Party is no joke. Mike Kanellis, as Wes brought up, one of a guy he likes to see more of. Mike Kanellis has been great on that show. Drew Gulak is great on that show. Akira Tazawa is awesome. Tony Nese is doing a very good job as a champ right now. Seriously, throw it at him. Here's what happened on the last one. Also, guess who debuted? Chad Gable is on 205 Live, which is awesome to see. Finally! He's not in that terrible tag team with Bobby Roode or Robert Roode or whatever his name is right now. No, he's not in it anymore. He's not wearing the robe. and No. He's on 205 Live. He looks like he is in phenomenal shape, and I think he's going to do well. He had his debut against Jack Gallagher, and he won by countout because Gallagher couldn't get in the ring. Neither of them looked really too upset, or neither of them looked happy that it ended that way, but they kind of gave themselves, you know, they gave respectful nods to each other, and I'm sure we'll see this again. But I think Chad's going to do great there. They had an awesome match. Mike and Maria Kanellis, as I mentioned earlier, they re-upped with WWE for five years apiece. I think Mike Kanellis is very happy where he is on 205 Live. I think Maria Kanellis is very happy just being his valet and manager. Look, she she likes to be mom. That's all. She's happy being mom. Gets to hang out with her husband. She's not going to wrestle anybody. That's okay. She doesn't need it. But hey, they're doing well. Good for them. Trust me, a title shot is in the in the works for Mike Kanellis. But I like the slow burn they have him on right now. Then the Singh brothers, who are currently the heel tag team on 205 Live, they beat two local guys. You know how local they were? They put them in lucha masks, and they called them Dos Locales. Yep. And of course, they won. The Singh brothers are trying to build up their reputation a little bit, but they're not really facing anybody. They had a little bit of a rivalry going with with Lucha House Party, and they're going to get a match against them next week, so it's not totally dead. Then there is a, there was a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender to face Tony Nese for his Cruiserweight Championship at Stomping Grounds. It was between Umberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, Akira Tazawa, and Oni Lorcan. Now, how did it end? It ended with a superplex off the top rope, Gulak to Tazawa, and then they both, I kind of, I, how do I describe this correctly? They pinned each other. Here's what I mean by that. They were both going for a pin, and all four shoulders were down, and the ref counted three. So we have no idea who won. And 205 Live ended with Drake Maverick, the current GM, out there. One ref was holding up Tazawa's hand. The other ref was holding up Gulak's hand, and no decision was made. That's how the show ended. So we don't know, which is smart. That means you got to watch 205 Live tomorrow night. It comes on right after SmackDown. All right? All right. Now, Stomping Grounds is this Sunday. Now, we could see more matches added, quite possibly the SmackDown Live tag team titles, maybe the Raw tag team titles could be put on the pre-show or at the beginning of the show or something. But I'm going to give you the card for Stomping Grounds, and I'm going to make my picks while I'm at it. First, we have the U.S. Championship, which is Samoa Joe versus whoever wins a fatal five-way match tonight. Now, who is in that fatal five-way? I'll tell you. Braun Strowman, Cesaro, 
Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, and uh, I believe, normally I would say Rey Mysterio. Unfortunately, Rey has gotten himself hurt. And that's a shame, man, because Rey is one of the best. However, this particular Fatal Five way, don't worry, I got to bring it up. I'm unprepared. I know. Blame me. La-di-da. It's the one thing I didn't think of, people. Please. It's also one of the few things that actually, you know, get, you know, gives you a reason to to tune in to, to Raw this evening. Other than the Firefly Funhouse. All right, here we go. It is Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Ricochet, and The Miz. Whoever wins gets a shot at Samoa Joe. Now let's talk about that. Is there a bad decision in this group? In my personal opinion, no, there is not. I can feel Ron Musto going, here goes Gil with his optimism again. He always thinks everything's going to work, and I don't know why. But hey, here's the deal. If Braun Strowman wins the match and has to face Samoa Joe, that is a match that you're just not, let's face it, you're just not going to, you're, you're not going to, be disappointed with that. A lot of power, more athleticism than you'd expect. Probably won't go quite as long. All that good stuff. La di da. Then, if he faces the Miz, it'd be cool to see the Miz have a title shot. Babyface Miz versus Heel Joe would be a pretty cool feud right now. Babyface Miz is pretty over. I, I like it. I can dig it. Ricochet, that's the crowd favorite. Ricochet versus Samoa Joe would be a heck of a match. We haven't seen it yet in WWE, at least. It would certainly be a new face. Cesaro, you talk about a good match. Samoa Joe versus Cesaro. That would be a good match. Technical match. Spots you don't see coming. And then Bobby Lashley. Look, I I like Bobby Lashley. I don't got a problem with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's an incredible athlete. He's got the look. He certainly still has the bug. And I think him and Samoa Joe would do very well with each other. I don't think there's a bad choice here. Now, who would I like to see? I'd like to see The Miz. As a fan, I'd like to see The Miz. For the good of the company, I'd like to see Ricochet. And as the surprise, I'd like to see Cesaro. But I'm not sure who's going to win. I'm going to pick Braun Strowman. I think Braun is probably going to get that W. But I'm not sure. But whoever wins that Fatal 5-way, one more time, Braun Strowman versus The Miz versus Ricochet versus Cesaro, versus Bobby Lashley. Whoever wins that gets Samoa Joe for the U.S. title at Stomping Grounds. Also, at that pay-per-view, I don't think it matters who faces Joe. I think he retains. Then the Cruiserweight Championship is also going to be on the line. Tony Nese is going to put his belt up, and he's going to face either Akira Tozawa or Drew Gulak because we don't know who won that match on the last 205 Live. No decision was made. So we got to find out who's going to face him. But it's going to be one or the other. My bet is Tony retains. Then Roman Reigns is going to face Drew McIntyre in a WrestleMania rematch. Those two are probably going to do very well for themselves. And my money is on Drew McIntyre. It may or may not be with some interference from Shane McMahon, but my money is on Drew McIntyre. Because Roman can take a loss and he'll be fine. If Drew takes a loss, then he's the henchman to Shane McMahon who couldn't win a match. And I don't think you want to do that right now. Then we have the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I think Bailey retains. 
because it's just not smart to take that thing off of her this quickly, especially not to Alexa Bliss. Look, I like Alexa. I like the angle they have going with her and Nikki Cross right now. I mean, if Alexa wins the title just so Nikki can challenge her for it, maybe, but I don't see it right now. Bailey's having a good run. She's one of the top baby faces right now in the women's division on SmackDown. Just, just let her stay there. You don't need to take the strap off of that quick. All right. Then we have the Raw women's title, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I, if Becky loses this title, mm, 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 mm. look, I'm not as against Lacey Evans as some people are, but she is not ready for this type of, no, 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 no. Not even as a heat grab, this isn't a good idea. No. Keep one of the belts on Becky Lynch. It is good for your business. Trust me. Okay? Trust me. Unless Lacey wins just to set up Charlotte coming after her, I'm not sure. But hey, keep it on Becky for the moment. Please. Thank you. Then we have the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler inside of a steel cage. I believe that Kofi is going to retain. I don't think Kofi's going to lose that title until SummerSlam, and he might even hang on to it at SummerSlam. But I think he's got a nice run left in him. Then we have the Universal title as Seth Rollins takes on Baron Corbin. I expect them to have a very good match, and I think Rollins retains, but we might finally see Brock Lesnar cash in. I'm not sure. Or Corbin might win, and then Lesnar cashes in. Who knows? Always got to keep Brock in the back of your head, man. And hey, guys, what's Finn Balor doing with the Intercontinental title at this pay-per-view? Oh, nothing? Okay. Look, somebody put up on Twitter recently, which of these six people makes you want to turn on, turn the channel on your television? Like, who bores you the most? And it was Shane McMahon, Baron Corbin, Stephanie McMahon, Lacey Evans, I think Charlotte, and then one other, like, and then Bobby Lashley. Like, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Right. Guess what I did? I didn't say any of them. I said option seven, Finn Balor. Dude, Finn has totally lost me. He has. He's become a guy in a leather jacket. The demon isn't special anymore. It's just something he does for big events. They don't build it anymore. There's no, the mysticism of how that's the other side of his personality is completely gone. It's just paint at this point. It's not, it's done. Like they need to revamp this guy or something because he's got the talent to be good enough. But in my opinion, he's a little bit dull in the ring. I know he's got a nice dive, but other than that, there's not too much you can build around it. He's a reasonable promo guy at best. And the demon angle is, it's not a demon angle anymore. It's just face paint. He just happens to wear face paint sometimes. Yeah, he has cool entrances. But other than the 45 seconds, you're excited for that. Is that really that? No. He wrestles the same match with the paint as without the paint. He just looks different coming down the ramp. He He's lost it for me. And that's your Intercontinental Champion right now? And you got a cat like Andrade sitting there? I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, guys, i got to start wrapping things up here. If you're going to watch Stomping Grounds, please enjoy it. Don't worry, we'll be talking about the G1 Climax. And later in the month, the Turnbuckle Topics Super Show, where all of us, every single member, is going to be on at the same time. All six of us, the Silver Tongue Devils, will be on at the same time. That's me and Chris, by the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, you guys. That's it for me. Enjoy Raw. 
Hope for a surprise. Look forward to the Fatal Five way. I'm out of here. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3 Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Maryland Terrapin Sports and live sports talk around the clock.